Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Digital Nomad Ventures, a podcast for both aspiring and experienced digital nomads teaching how to travel the world on a budget. My name is Mike Hope. I'll be your host. I'm a travel photographer and digital marketer based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I've lived here off and on for about seven years. It's one of the fastest growing cities in the country, and it's a beautiful place. That being said, I just recently got back from traveling in South America for almost two years. It was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, and I have very few regrets. In early 2017, I sold my car, most of my possessions, packed everything into one hiking bag, and bought a plane ticket to Panama City. Once I had canceled the return ticket, I was in it to win it fully committed to reaching my destination in southern Chile, the Patagonia region, a place called Torres del Paine National Park. You may have seen pictures of it all over Instagram. It truly is one of the most awe-inspiring and beautiful places in the world. I've been to roughly 13 countries so far. Um, I got the travel bug after going to Costa Rica a few years ago to shoot on assignment for CostaRica.com where I traveled with my business partner down the Pacific Coast for just over two months filming aerial tour videos with my drone. I'm an aerial photographer and videographer as well and it was an incredible experience. I got to see most of the most you know the most beautiful places in the country and I would highly recommend visiting Costa Rica if you ever get the chance and uh, so this trip was all expenses paid hotels food everything and it was an, it was just amazing so after that i continued all the way up through central america guatemala i was doing a retreat there for a couple days and then up through mexico back to austin funny story i actually missed my flight in mexico city and i could not get a refund they wouldn't help me in any way so i took a bus back to Austin. It was about 30 hours. We had to cross the border in a very dangerous area called Ciudad de Juarez into El Paso, which is actually one of the safest countries, no, safest cities, sorry, in the country. And there's just recently, I'm sure you've all heard about it, a massive shooting at a Walmart, injuring almost 20 people. And it's a tra truly is a tragedy. Um, but I will save that topic for another time. I don't want to get political in this podcast. That's not my intention. Um, so anyway, huh, brighter things, brighter things. I've been back in Austin for about four months. It's been really hot lately, and I'm still kind of in digital nomad mode, even though I'm back in my hometown. So I'm bouncing around the city. I was staying in an Airbnb for a week up in Round Rock, which is about 40 minutes outside Austin. And as well as with a friend, I was volunteering at a hostel for a month and a half. So just doing some basic work, which is something that I'll be discussing in this podcast as well. How to get free accommodation at luxury hotels and by, by offering a professional service and by volunteering at hostels. This is a great way to travel on a budget. I'll also be teaching how to generate pass what's known as passive income. So essentially doing very little to make pretty good money with Airbnb. They have a referral program, which a lot of people may not be familiar with, which allows you to essentially sign up hosts and get a commission every time someone becomes a new host. So it's not necessary to own property or rent out your space, which means you can do it from anywhere in the world. I was using this system to travel in South America for almost 10 months, and it sustained my travels for that entire time. Of course I was doing other things as well but you know if you get creative it's possible to travel the world and as technology becomes more and more ubiquitous meaning that you know we have Wi-Fi internet everywhere everyone has a phone a mobile phone nowadays in fact 22 million people in South Africa have a mobile phone whereas most of them do not have access to clean drinking water so it sort of makes you think about the direction our society is headed but we'll save that topic for another time um, so yeah it's possible to travel and you've seen 
I'm sure many of you have seen glamorized pictures of you know early 30-somethings mostly Millennials chilling on a hammock on the beach somewhere in Mexico or anywhere around the world working from their laptop granted this is a glamorized you know it's a it's a faulty way you know a lot of people believe that it's possible to just work from anywhere but it's actually a lot more challenging and I'll be sharing a few of those stories along the way um, just to I don't want you guys to get discouraged if you encounter challenges along the way when you're traveling for example in Buenos Aires I my camera was broken and I lost my debit card in an ATM machine so I had no way to pay for anything and at that point I had essentially burned out of travel and I booked a one-way plane ticket back to Austin where I'm based now so currently I'm continuing to build up my business get more clients and then head to Bali Indonesia in a few months that's my plan it's a popular destination for digital nomads. I have a lot of friends over there right now. It's also very, very cheap to live compared to a place like Austin, which is one of the fastest growing cities and the rent continues to go up. So I'm, um, I'm looking for special guests. If you're interested in being on the podcast, feel free to reach out to me, shoot me an email. My email is mike at hopephotography.com. That's also my photography portfolio. And I have a travel blog on there as well. So if you're interested in being on the podcast, we're looking for people specifically to talk about, um, you know, the digital nomad movement and everything that entails from traveling on a budget, generating passive income, setting up affiliate systems, finding freelance work on various online platforms, and staying at hotels and hostels for free, that sort of thing, which allows you to meet amazing people other people with similar interests from all over the world i've met countless people staying in hostels very very inspiring and i encourage everyone to get out of their comfort zone and hit the road travel the world because life is short and you never know when your next day is going to be the last so stay inspired and i'll be releasing more episodes over the next few weeks Take care. Digital Nomad Adventures is the podcast. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Digital Nomad Adventures. My name is Mike Hope. I'll be your host. And I'm sitting here right now with Kelsey Kosmala. She is a digital nomad and international yoga instructor who is traveling in Southeast Asia for seven months and only spent about $3,000 the entire time. So she was volunteering, teaching yoga, and just meeting people from all over the world. Um, she's, she's very inspiring, so. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Yeah, anytime. Awesome. I love sharing my travels. Awesome, likewise. So we were traveling right around the same time, right? I was in South America, you were in Southeast Asia. Yes, the same right. time, talking back and forth, and I was uh -huh. following you, and I was like, when are you going to come to Southeast Asia? <laughs> and you were like, I'm kind of dead list. set. Yeah, you're kind of dead set on South America right now, but it was really fun watching your travels and likewise. pretty much doing the same thing. We were uh -huh. really just doing the same thing. So, and it was really refreshing because we were both from Austin. That's so right. So it was kind of nice. I was like, I kind of have someone doing the same thing as me that's from Austin to have some sort of a connection to home base. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And now we're both back in Austin. and At the same me, time. We came back at the same time. That's right. Yeah, I think we both got back in late April. I was early April. Mike was late April. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was in Buenos Aires living with my, my then-girlfriend, and I ended up, my camera broke. And I didn't want to continue traveling up to Brazil without my camera because I'm a photographer. It kind of defeats the whole purpose of traveling. And then I lost my debit card in an ATM machine. So I had no way to pay for anything. And I just decided, <laughs> brutal. screw it, screw it. So I'm, brutal. I'm burned out. I need to go back. Yeah. So It's a sign yeah. right there. Uh -huh. Time to come home. Definitely. Recharged. After a year and a half. <laughs> That's so. a very long time. Mm -hmm. But it was totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Don't have Always. any regrets. No, never. So tell me more about where, where did you start? Did You flew from Austin to Bali? I began actually in Singapore, oh. and I was visiting my cousin, mm -hmm. and I was originally planning on going on just a six-week trip. So I went to Singapore, and I, I, 
hung out in Singapore for about a week, and then I backpacked all the way from Java, Indonesia, wow. all the way to Bali, which was about a two-week backpacking trip. Damn. And then I stayed, yeah, and then I stayed in Bali and ended up landing the day I arrived, which I just have to say, Bali is a very spiritually in tune place. Mm-hmm. Literally the day I arrived, I landed a job at a weight loss retreat um, not a weight loss retreat center, but a weight loss retreat, an ongoing weight loss retreat at a very high-end resort in Bali and Ubud. And I decided to stay and do it. And I, I got to live at this amazing, <laughs> yeah, I got to live uh-huh. at this amazing high-end resort for like a month. And it was like, I was a queen. I had my own patio. It was, it was just, I mean, I had you were uh, main large. service. I was living large and it was like my dream. I was like, this is my dream. Like literally I just, I want to teach yoga in Bali and I want to be doing retreats internationally. And so, High five for that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So it was very meant to be. How did you manifest that? I mean, how did it come to? Well, did you find it online or through a friend? There was always this website I was always really obsessed with, and it's called Yoga Trade, uh-huh. and it's yoga jobs all over the world. And actually, this goes to massage therapists, vegan chefs, energy workers, and social media and photography. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you should look it up as well. I will. And I was so obsessed with this website before I had left. And it was one of my dreams to just hop around the world and just do yoga jobs and just use it as a means of travel. And so I looked at Yoga Trade. I actually was backpacking with a friend and she had departed. And I was like, okay, I'll start pursuing yoga when she leaves. Uh And so the day she left, I emailed this ad that said, "Um, yoga instructor needed in Ubud for a weight loss retreat. And I did it and she replied and we met up that day and it was like, boom. The rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. And so I... Yeah, it was it was Yoga Trade, which I actually wrote a blog, and they actually posted it on their website, which is also there if you want to read about my travels there as well. Awesome. So you did a guest blog post. And I, did they link back to your website? It is. Yeah, it's on my website, and oh, okay. I just I just wrote a blog about Yoga Trade and how I found all these yoga jobs, and they Sweet. loved it, and it's called My Yoga Trade Journey, <laughs> and they put it on their articles on the site, so that was awesome. really neat. Yeah, so that was my starting point. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a great starting point. It sounds like you started at the top. I did. I started yeah. at the top and then it went all over the place after uh-huh. that. Yeah, which traveling is all I, over the place. I've started, yeah. So I remember seeing one of your posts where you were like on a swing and there were elephants right in front of you. Yes. So that was, was... towards the end of my journey. That was amazing. Do you want me to just give you a breakdown of the travels or go straight to the elephants? No, get. let's do the breakdown. <laughs> the breakdown? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so after the weight loss retreat ended, I was like... I, had a, I always wanted to go to Cambodia because I was always very drawn to the history. It's a very dark place, I'll just say that right yeah. now. You have to have... You have to be interested in very dark dark history to want to go there. What is it called? Dark tour or dark, dark traveler. Tours. Yeah. Dark I saw traveler. That. You have to be a dark traveler to want to go there. So, but I am. So I There's wanted... an episode on Netflix called Dark Tourist. And he goes to Cambodia and she shares the whole history. It sounds like there was a big genocide there. Yeah. So I was very, I had read a book about Cambodia like four years ago and just, I just wanted to go. And Angelina Mm -hmm. Jolie put together a documentary or a movie about what happened as well. So I just wanted to go. And so I went and I landed a job at a resort in Phnom Penh, which is a very grungy city. It's the capital. I ended up living there for two months, and it was it was quite a bit of time. I probably stayed longer than I should have. It got it started getting real depressing towards the end. Yeah, I'm sure that was a <laughs> yeah, it huge was, culture shock too. Yeah, I mean, you're way I, out of your comfort zone there. I went from like dreamland Bali to like very rough, and Oof. which was you know I wanted that. You know what I mean? I was ready. Did you take pictures? I did. Yeah, I took lots of photos, and good, good. I was very you know I went to all the killing museums, and you know I. Not to be a downer, but <laughs> there's, I kind of went from like dreamy land to like learning about all this genocide. And but I, I got to teach at a resort, and it was in exchange for accommodation and food. And there was travelers in and out every day, so I literally just had breakfast, lunches, and dinners with people like every single day, and just uh-huh. was, like talking to people. I should have started recording a podcast then and just like recorded my conversations. Yeah, you're on a roll. With, yeah, like, a roll conversations with people, and I just really was enjoying being in one place and just meeting people I was just really focused on my connections and then also it was a retreat center so people were going to backpackers were going to the center that was 
it was super affordable. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of backpacker scenes or, or even a lot of expats that lived in Phnom Penh. There was a lot of teachers that lived there. And so they would need like an escape from all of the smog and everything. So it was kind of like the one little yoga place like in Phnom Penh. And what do you say is the population of Phnom Penh? Just oh out of gosh, curiosity. I'm really bad with numbers. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of people. It's pretty compact, pretty dirty, pretty, but also very cool. Like the downtown scene was pretty neat. And I mean, mm-hmm. um, they're called, gosh, I'm blinking out right now. What not Cambodians. There's another name for them. They're all very nice. The indigenous people? Yeah, the indigenous people. And uh-huh. they and it's it's a very fascinating place because you can I mean they're still recovering because of the genocide that happened wasn't that long ago. And so anyways, did that and then, you know, it was like I need to get the fuck out of here and like, <laughs> yeah, I, and like I ended up like there was like a two week period where I was like going insane, but I was really looking for the next job. I didn't really want to just leave. Mm-hmm. And when you're traveling you can kind of have the time and you're not on a time frame. You have the time, right, to kind of be like, Okay, like you don't have to really rush, right? Of course. <laughs> yeah, you're kinda of just hanging out, like, all right, just another day. Yeah, so. I'm very spontaneous. <laughs> so I just like, you know, once I feel the the pull to leave a certain place, then I just pack up and take off exactly so when i was say traveling, bye to my friends adios exactly yeah that's kind of how i was and like there was two other yoga instructors there and we were kind of like a trio and we got along really well so mm-hmm. we would take turns covering each other's yoga shifts and then we'd take turns just going off and like to another place in cambodia so i did that a few times and checked out like a few other areas and went to um uh gosh i'm blanking it out on the name oh my gosh oh siam reap which is also really cool i'd re- i'd recommend siam reap what's a baton bong that's a pretty intense place it's you have to be a dark traveler to go there but anyways baton bong bat i believe that's what it's called baton bong yeah well i still need to research these places more before i take off and yeah you'll want to research or it's pretty easy you know it's all set up for tourism uh-huh. it's not that hard i think sure. south america is a bit trickier than did you make it to philippines or La- laos no, I really wanted to go to the Philippines. I really wanted to go to Laos. I really wanted to go to Vietnam. Vietnam but it was, is at the top of my list, too. Yeah, I really yeah, wanted to go, really but with the timing of the job that I found, I actually ended up going to Thailand, which I had already been before, so I really wasn't planning on going to Thailand. Mm-hmm. However, I spent time in the southern region of Thailand the first time I went, and then everyone had raved about Chiang Mai, so I was like, okay, I'll check out Chiang Mai. And so I ended up landing... Um, teaching gig at two yoga studios and was kind of doing like full time it was like morning and evening and um, was like kind of like a full time job I was like riding my (laughs) bike everywhere in Chiang Mai just like teaching classes and putting together workshops and there was cats at the yoga studio it was really cool sounds like you were living the dream (laughs) yeah yeah it was awesome and then the elephant retreat center was kind of like the that was the like last um, highlight I want to say of my trip Mm -hmm. and it was just posted on a Facebook group like Chiang Mai Facebook it was like it was like yogis needed for photo elephant photo shoot and I was like hell yeah so I ended up going and I'm actually ironically in contact with him now actually I'm supposed to talk to him on the phone today actually because Uh he needs help putting together his retreat center and I have a lot of experience at this point with like resorts hospitality and retreat centers and um, hotels and things like that just from my past service um, industry and then retreats and everything combined I'm gonna actually help him put together this retreat center with elephants on the property so anyways wow that so was you, like... you, it's possible you'll be going back again soon yeah yeah perhaps maybe next year early perhaps next year. yeah totally so yeah it all uh, worked out and was all mm-hmm. just an awesome experience and and yeah next time Vietnam and Philippines will be will be my destinations but you know it just when you're traveling it's just kind of like you know it just things just happen and sure. it's just all for a reason and yeah and I, <laughs> for me personally I would all, instead of looking online for places to go I would just talk to other travelers people that I met at hostels I would typically stay at hostels in the occasional luxury hotel so this is a luxury hotel. So yeah, it's is, very much needed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. yeah. So this is something I was doing while traveling. I'm using email marketing. I would build a list of contacts and then get in touch with a hotel manager and take it from there. So typically, they let me stay for three nights in exchange for professional photos. Oh wow! And a lot of these hotels were like that. at least three hundred dollars. There's no way I would pay for it out of my own pocket. So it was super smart. It was incredible. Super smart. Dang, <laughs> that would I could do the same thing, but with yoga classes for sure. Yeah, I'll show you how it works. Yeah. Okay. And then, so you, so you were traveling full time, volunteering or you know working at different retreats through yoga trade. 
you know, yeah, main there was actually, yeah, yoga trade portal. was my main portal. All mm-hmm. my job, all my jobs were from yoga trade. There is a few, actually, I backtrack. There is a period in Bali. I think another month I spent after the weight loss retreat ended where I hopped around and did a few other gigs. And some of them were ones that I had just reached out to just email. And I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. like, do you need a yoga instructor? And, um, so I did get paid in Bali. I believe, yeah, Bali, I got paid probably the most. And I, and I did a few, um, a few other studios there before I went to Cambodia. Cambodia was an exchange for accommodation and three meals a day. And so, and it was only one class a day. Oh, wow, <laughs> so it wasn't, easy. yeah. So yeah, it really, it really no wasn't, problem. yeah, it was super, I was chilling out there. That was like my uh-huh. reading and reading and like my me time days and like laying out by the pool. And so, just, yeah, pretty much just talking to people pretty much and just enjoying my me time. Have you heard of uh, Workaway? <laughs> I uh, have. World Packers? I haven't heard of World Packers. Okay, no. I just started writing for them. So they oh, actually offer awesome. guest blogging opportunities and it's paid as well. Really? So that's something I can do while traveling. Really? I'm going to have to write that down. Yeah, it's like a okay. hundred, pretty good money too, like 150 per blog post. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm definitely, I really want to yeah, get into blogging. I can introduce you to the, the person in charge. I would love that. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, World Packers, work away, and then I think there's one called Help X. I've never heard of that one either. No, so I think they're the oldest one, but you can find volunteer opportunities anywhere in the world, volunteering in a hostel, wolfing. How do you pronounce it? Wolfing. 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 So like working on a farm, and then that's an exchange for food and accommodation. Mm-hmm. So I did, a wor- I did a, um, something f- with work away in a place called Pucon, Chile. So this was like uh, one of the top-rated hostels in Latin America. It was called Chili Kiwi. So I was volunteering there for two weeks. We had to cut it a little bit short. I was supposed to be there for a month. But it was right on this lake. And you could take a kayak out. There was You could hike this volcano and slide down in the snow. It was Whoa, like that an sounds incredible, like, wait, slide down snow volcano. on a volcano? Yeah, in, on a volcano. So there was snow on a volcano. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so different. yeah, it's like the adventure capital of Chile. That's right amazing. above Patagonia. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to make but my way to South America eventually. Mm-hmm. Chile in particular. Like, yeah, Chile can, in particular. Okay. I, I hitchhiked down this road. It was about 1,500 miles all the way through Patagonia. And this was in a, a low season where there's no buses running. And it's very safe to hitchhike in Chile. People are amazing. friendly. Yeah, that's, that's really neat. Ecuador, you were mentioning you wanted to go to Ecuador. Yes, Ecuador is on my list. I've been to Colombia and we, <laughs> I was with my girlfriends and we rented a car and we drove all over the country, which was wild. Uh-huh, that's I bet. The, <laughs> yeah, that they was They drive the, like maniacs over there. Yes, I didn't even do it. My friends did it. I was like, I don't feel comfortable. But, uh-huh. um, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, but I, I, I would love to. That's the... Um, most south of South America that I've been, but definitely want to get to Ecuador. Definitely want to get to Peru, mm-hmm. and then like watching your travels. I mean, I know how beautiful it is there, but you said you don't speak Spanish yet. You didn't Very speak. <laughs> so I would be the Very same as you. Spanish. That's that's the part that holds me back a little bit. I know I'd be able to get by, but that's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember you saying that. I remember when we were time, talking when we were both traveling. You're like, oh, sure. you don't speak Spanish yet? I was like, what? and I was trying to learn with Duolingo, and then just picking up whatever I heard in daily conversation. But the problem for me is. Well, I studied Spanish, like, back in middle school. took three years of Spanish, but most of that is gone now. And usually people talk, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it's definitely possible to travel without speaking the language. Just the basics, you know, Mm -hmm. enough to get by. Yeah, totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. So you got it. (laughs) Yeah, I can do it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And let me know if you need any advice, too, because I was in Peru for three months. I actually crossed from Ecuador to Peru without getting a passport stamp. Wow. So I was stuck. I was sort of illegally in Peru for three months. Damn. And I ended up meeting a girl in Mancora, uh, which is right on the border of Ecuador and Peru on the be- in the beach. And she had a connection to this guy who drives a taxi, and he- the taxi driver took us across the border. We were flying across the border like 100 kilometers an hour, and luckily no one stopped us. Wow, but that's that was like nuts. my only option to get across without getting fined. Or why would you get fined? Because I didn't have the exit or the entrance stamp, and I, I went see. to like the immigration office mm-hmm. and everywhere, and no one would give me the stamp. Why? So I don't know. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then plus, I was getting charged eighteen percent tax every time I checked into a hostel because I didn't have the stamp. Oh no, so you were just so rejected that, just for no reason? Yeah, no pretty idea. much. 
Well, it wasn't rejected, but they let me stay there. I just get taxed. Okay, interesting. I wonder so, why they didn't let you. Oh my gosh, make sure to get a passport stamp. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I like having my passport stamps anyway. You know, it's kind of like a trophy. Yeah, like, definitely, <laughs> for sure. So, but oh gosh, immigration and all, I've done so much of that because pretty much all the Southeast Asian countries, you can only be there for like a month. Mm -hmm. So it ended up renewing mine. Oh, you wow. have to go to immigration, you have to hop the border. So I did that so many times. And so sure. I feel you with that. Wait, so it's that's only, I could stay for 90 days. But three months. Oh, so, but wow. in Southeast Asia, it's only a month, huh? I mean, it depends on the country, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, for the most part, all the ones I went to, it's a month, and then you can extend for two while you're still there, but after that, you'd have to leave the country and come hmm. back. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they're, they're kind of strict. Yeah. Well, How many you. countries have you been to so far? Like, in general? Yeah. Let's see. I guess I've been to Costa Rica. I I love Costa Rica. It's I definitely beautiful. want to go back for sure. Definitely a place I'd go back to. I went all down the Pacific Coast. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I did my first yoga teacher training there. That was like my first like traveling adventure, and I was like awesome. blown away. I was like, oh my god, it's a whole other world. And so where where in Manuel Antonio? It was oh, in right. Montezuma. Ah, oh, Montezuma. Have you heard of Montezuma? It's I've like, heard of it. I haven't been there yet. I believe it's like Southwest Peninsula. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Yeah, and it was just dreamy. Like I will I will go back to Costa Rica. And so Costa Rica, Nicaragua or not I've never been in Nicaragua, excuse me. I was talking about the places I wanted to go. Haven't been there yet. Uh, Apparently uh, it's run by a dictatorship now. Hmm. Interesting. It was I I visited a few years ago, which before this happened. But anyway. Did you love Nicaragua? Um it's a funny story actually. I was at Barton Springs yesterday. And th that has nothing to do <laughs> You'll see where it's going. Okay. Uh, and then a guy came up to me. I was just sitting, hanging out with friends. And then he's like, hey, I remember you from somewhere. You look very familiar. I think we met in Nicaragua. Wow. So, see, that's what I love about traveling. It's like yeah. so much synchronicity. I love traveling because of the synchronicities and you meet people and they're your lifelong friends because okay this is a fun little before I get back to all the countries I've been to here's a little side note uh, just to jump off of what you're saying with Barton Springs and Austin and then the connection with Nicaragua uh -huh. one of my friends who I met while I was in India four years ago we ended up going on like a two-day train from like the tip of India all the way to Delhi just wow. him and I together and then we spent time in, in Delhi and then parted ways and of course kept um, kept in touch on Facebook and That's, then you he, went all the way through India yeah it was gnarly I mean days. it was just the tip to Delhi and then there's mm. the whole northern part so it was half of India it was it was definitely an adventure so he saw that I was in Bali and he's like I'm gonna be in Bali like next um in a few weeks and so him and I met up and it was awesome you know I was like oh my god you know we took photos and sent them to the other friend that we hung out with and we're like still traveling you know wow. like four years later so that was like really really special that's incredible yeah and he was like actually attending the wedding of the friend um that he that we all hung out and he was gonna go he was on his way to Canada to go uh, meet up with his friend and attend his wedding the uh -huh. same guy that we all hung all three hung out in India together so I was like that is so cool that they grew so close and then he was sure. moving to Canada to like be like around him because they were so close and ended up traveling in China together but anyways um so back to the countries I've been to that's great that you stay in touch with all the people you've met because I'll usually connect with them on Facebook and then I completely lose touch you like, know it's I, not I like I'm talking about, really yeah Unfortunately, I don't, but that's just me, you know. I'm. Yeah, it's not like I'm talking to them every day. I sure. will say, the more I've traveled, the more in touch I have been with people, though. Like I'm still, even now, four months later, still messaging girls uh -huh. that I met in Cambodia, actually, and just like, you know, hey, how's it going? And like, sure. you know, how's the boy issue going? Like, you know, like all the stuff. Yeah, You're totally, like totally. So I'm that's, still. That's, thanks for the reminder, though, because that's something I should probably do is just like follow up with all the people I've met. Yeah, it is, it's, or at least like like their photos and stuff, because mm -hmm. like you never know. It's like next time you go traveling, because you said you're gonna go to Indonesia soon. You know, you just you know next just, year. Yeah, announce it because you never know who's gonna be there at the same time, and you know whatnot. And it's just cool to reconnect. You know, it's a like, very popular destination for digital nomads and like oh, creative types, hippies, entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, the scene there for co-working and like digital nomads was like incredible. Like mm -hmm. highly recommend for sure. It was where all the sparkly people are. Sparkly That's what I say. Like, All the sparkly people are uh -huh. in Bali. 
Ubud, especially Ubud. Sounds interesting. I don't know what that means exactly, but it's. Uh, I mean, it was just. <laughs> I just felt like everyone there was like very special that I met. Everyone was working high energy. On, just everyone was. It was a very business oriented place. I'll say uh-huh. that. So you're gonna meet people who are starting businesses and like. You know, lots of digital nomad, like, um, entrepreneur people, and just, I ended up meeting, like, a guy who owned, like, this really popular restaurant, he was this popular DJ out there, and there's just, it's a, it's a cool, it's a, it's a great networking place, for sure. It's like Austin. I feel like it's like Austin, but in Bali. It's just Mm -hmm. a cool place, cool people. (laughs) Um, anyways, okay, so the first question, I haven't been to that many countries. I've been to Thailand, India, uh, Singapore, Cambodia, mm, Indonesia, where else have I been? I mean, I've done, like, Mexico. Gosh, that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. I felt like, yeah. Canada? There's still a lot. Been I've been to Canada. I've been to Canada. I've been to Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, it's a state, I know. So, yeah, Canada. And so I actually... I have not been to Hawaii yet, but it's on my list. Hawaii's but, beautiful. Yeah, I, I found a flight for two fifty one way to Hawaii. Oh, good deal. Good uh-huh. deal. It's not good the deals. <laughs> and 500 to Bali. Okay, so you need to know about, have you, have you heard of Scott's Cheap Flights? No. Oh, you need to know. I need you to need know. You need to know about Scott's Cheap Flights. You just um, enroll in their newsletter and every day you okay. get sent a, like, oh, um, fly from New Zealand to um, LA, like 500 bucks or something. Damn. Like every day. And it's all international. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to join that newsletter. So, everybody, you Scott's should Scott's Cheap Flights. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I use a couple different apps. Hopper. Kayak and Skyscanner. I've used Skyscanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. No Hopper. Mm-mm. Hopper will send you updates. Like you just say, oh, I want to fly to Bali on this date. and then, So September 11th, obviously, is a, is a very cheap day to fly. Nobody wants to fly on September 11th. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. Uh-huh. Look at you. Look but I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> yeah, you're not afraid. You're like, perfect. Fuck I just want to get the cheapest deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So speaking of money, it's like, it's such a misconception. You can get out there and just live for free, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There's so many volunteering. For sure. So many volunteering things you can do and just the food out there is cheap and then cheap flights. It's like, you don't really need much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What would you say, how would you say, what was like the average price? How much did you spend on a daily basis in Bali? I hear you can get by on about $30 a day, 30 to 50 if you're traveling as a couple. Totally, yeah. I mean, you can spend, I was spending like $12 a night. And like the, and I would stay in like guest houses. Mm-hmm. And they're nice. And it wasn't like the nicest and it wasn't the cheapest. Sure. Like 12 bucks. That's the same price as a, a hostel in in. Uh, Buenos Aires, for example. There we go. Yeah. So anyway, maybe dorm. maybe twenty dollars at the most. Mm-hmm. And That's then, not bad at all. No. And then there's, I mean, it depends on what you're going for. For as far as food, like you could eat all the trendy cafes if you want and spend more money, but you could also eat the local food, which is really delicious. Actually, I've never had anything like Indonesian food. Mm-hmm. It's very different. We don't Sa- have it satay? here. Satay. Yeah. What, is that one of the traditional dishes? Tempeh is really tempeh. big there. Satay. Gosh. That sounds very familiar. Probably it's it's. I'm not sure even how. It's yeah, very vegetarian. In the Philippines. I can't. I'm not sure. Haven't been in the Philippines, um, so I can't relate to that. But I've yeah. built an email list of luxury hotels in in uh, in and around Bali, Abud, and in Philippines. So I've already sent them emails, and most of them are you know at capacity right now. But sent them I'll keep following up with them. With yeah, what? sent them emails just pitching my services exactly the same as I was doing in South America. That's awesome. Like, hey, I'll offer you a blog post, Instagram post, and photos in exchange for three nights. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's so brilliant. And even better would be if it, you so know, if smart. I could stay and get paid to take the photos. Right? And At the high-end ones you're situation. going to or are you going to the budget or both? These are all high-end hotels. That's so smart. Uh-huh. I love it. Like $200 a night. <laughs> That's awesome. And when yeah. you're traveling, those three nights in those um, high-end places are like, oh, it's like mm-hmm. gold. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Definitely be staying at hostels all the time. Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. I've done both. I do both while I'm traveling. And there was times in between my yoga teachings where, you know, you'd have to stay at a hostel or a guest house or whatever. Did you ever try couch surfing? That's I've all, never, another option as well. I've never done couch surfing. Yeah, I've never Me done neither. that. Mm-mm. But I've talked to a lot of people who have. I've reached out to people on Couchsurfing and they almost always get back to me and they're like, nope, sorry, 
not available or not interested. Really? Yeah. I've never done that. I've done a lot of Airbnb. That's how I would find hostels and guest houses. That was mm-hmm. always really easy. And then Hostel World. Yeah, Hostel mm-hmm. World, of course. Mm-hmm. I use that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, what else should we talk about? Is there anything else you have on your mind? Let's see. We were talking about the coming home part. Oh, yes. Yeah, so what do you do once you burn out or, you know, you get sick of traveling and you decide to come home? Yeah, it was uh, and, like... And how do you deal with the the reverse culture shock, you could call it, So with me, I was actually planning on staying longer. Uh-huh. While I was in Thailand, I just happened to be there during burning season, where they're burning all the sugar cane and the pollution just happened to be the worst in like 20 years the time I was there, of oh. course. So the pollution was horrible. Uh-huh. I ended up going on like a two-day trip with a friend that I had met there. We rode like a motorcycle like three hours away, going through the mountains, going to Pai, northern Thailand, and we just like had our masks on and we were like dying. And like by the time we got there, I was like, I like can't breathe. I feel like I smoked like 20 cigarettes. It was so bad. Dang. And then like after that trip, I just felt like delusional. Like That's I had to. Terrible. Get... It sounds like it an was... incredible adventure, but you. It were was. It was cool. In retrospect, I need to hit him up and be like, Oh my god, I can't believe we did that. But um, <laughs> he's like, We'll be fine. I was like. Like, I don't know, are you sure? It was like your innocent <laughs> version of Burning Man. Yeah, pretty much. Sure. There we go. Not really, just the burning really. part. Just the burning part. But anyways, at that time, sure. I started, I got sick of pollution. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I was done. I had a job lined up in Laos, and that was going to be my next destination. It was like a luxury resort in Laos, and I was going to spend, um, like, a, I was going to do a two-month contract, and that was going to be the next place I was going to go. But uh-huh. I just, I was just, I was at tap-out mode. It was just, you know, the hard beds and the cold showers and, and all that. And so I was just... I was, it was pretty thin after a while. Yeah, and so I, I ended ended up like it was just kind of and yeah I just decided I was like all right it's time like Uh I'm coming home you know and then it was oh my god it was it was pretty brutal coming home I didn't have anyone picking me up from the airport so I had to get a a lift and I just was like delusional and it was like it was very rough you know not really having anyone to go home to Mm -hmm. and then I remember just driving around the city and just seeing the skyscrapers and I was just getting anxiety and it was just once you were already back in Austin yeah once I got back in Austin so you were kind of flying by the seat in your pants you didn't know where you're gonna stay yeah I was kind of winging it because I was kind of made a decision kind of last minute and I was like "Eh, it'll be fine I'll figure it out Uh and I ended up staying with a friend like started with one of my friends I went to my cousins and then went back to my friends and then it was you know, it's just like all over the sure, place. Sure, you know, I can and totally I just, relate what you're talking about. Yeah. I was volunteering at a hostel here for a month and a half, and then I ended up getting kicked out of that hostel. You can technically only volunteer for a out. month. <laughs> because You stayed longer. <laughs> honestly, I was getting sick of making beds every single day. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a woman's work essentially <laughs> for a month, and and then like the other volunteers were, were just putting everything on me. And oh, no. It was, so I was thinking, you know, once I leave this hostel, it's just going to fall apart. <laughs> it's going to fall apart. But um, anyway, so yeah, then I, and then after I left that hostel, I posted a, a story to Facebook and where I was walking around. It's like, hey, I just got kicked out of the hostel. I'm going to figure out what to do next. And then my friends like sent me a message within 15 minutes. He's like, come stay with me for a week or See, two weeks. You don't have to out. pay rent. Yep, it just works out. And then I got an Airbnb and now I'm renting this place. So I'm by, I can totally relate. I'm bouncing around a lot. Yeah, um, I actually ended up landing after the month of bouncing around. I ended up landing a similar gig, a similar uh-huh. gig to you. So funny. I ended up moving in with lawyers in this like million dollar home Whoa. behind Barton Springs, and ended up being, <laughs> ended up being um, a dog walker and doing light cleaning in exchange for rent, and then ended up being their personal yoga instructor. Damn. And I just you moved out from there like last week, and I did that for three months. And it was the same thing. I was Three like, months I, at a mansion by Barton Springs. Springs. So I ended up, and I found that on Craigslist. <laughs> and so, I, but it was the same thing. I was like, I can't fucking clean like another day. Like sure. I was like, I'm suffocating. And so I just moved out last week. And then you know, you move into a new place, and you kind of have some anxiety about the place you chose. But I think now that I'm literally today it makes and sense. yesterday, I, mean, I was like, I think this is right. You went from a mansion <laughs> to like now regular. A small... Yeah, just a good Tiny old house. place. Yeah, just a regular small duplex. And so it was a kind of a culture shock here in Austin. I was kind of like, oh my God, I was having some serious anxiety. I was like, I just went from like high end to like not. And uh-huh. so, but after last night and today, I, I was like, okay, you know, just this is fine for now. Like you now you can actually work towards what you want. You have more of a schedule and 
and all these things but it definitely when you travel I mean you were gone for a year and a half so I can't imagine that is like even more brutal just seven months of traveling was pretty rough for me coming but I was really glad to be back once I from Buenos Aires I could go into all the stories about like all the problems they're having in Buenos Aires but I'll spare you yeah (laughs) Um, but yeah it's there's talk about it (laughs) my my girlfriend would go she had a scholarship to study there Mm -hmm. she was studying occupational therapy so she, we were staying at this Airbnb for a couple of weeks, and she'd go to class, and there'd be protests outside the university. So her class was canceled because the, every all the teachers were rioting or like rioting in the streets. Whoa. Yeah, and Damn. there were protests all the time because they're totally opposed to the the government. <laughs> That's the, an interesting who, I experience. The, what an like awesome like cultural experience. That, like uh-huh. at the time when you're traveling, you're like, oh my gosh, this is like sure. horrible. But like now it's, it's like, a communist country. Basically. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh-huh. But you got to like live in that, you know. Yeah, off and on for about six months. Okay, so you were in how do you say it? Buenos uh, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires for six months total. Yeah, well, three months. I was there three months, and then I had to go, and I went to Mendoza for New Year's. And uh, that's the wine capital of Argentina. It's oh, like right on the border between Chile and Argentina. And then that's where I met my girlfriend. We took a bus to Santiago. I lived with her for another three months in this tiny house. It was like 400 square feet, if that. What a and fun adventure. Yeah, I know. That's it's, cool. It was crazy. And then we <laughs> flew to Buenos Aires. I remember seeing the photos. I was like, oh, uh-huh. let's continue. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we flew to Buenos Aires together, lived there three months, and then I came back. But it was one of those codependent relationships where I was like, we were both struggling at the time. So it's like, you, you can feel small if I feel small. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Was she also a traveler or was that like her home? No, well, she was from a small town. I don't want to go into too much detail about this. <laughs> okay, it's okay. We can but yeah, just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Though. I always wanted to like have a lover. While uh-huh. I was traveling, so it's cool that you got to do that. It didn't happen for well, I mean, there's opportunities, but anyways, sure, sure. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So back, let's see the uh-huh. point of the podcast. Where, where are we? <laughs> We're talking about budgeting. I mean, I feel like you can. I mean, volunteering abroad is amazing. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things that you can do. I always wanted to volunteer at orphanages. You can do farming, you can do gardening, you can do painting, you could do, you know, teaching yoga, uh, you could be a massage therapist, you could be a cook, you could work you could in the hotel, you could be, yeah, exactly, get your scuba dive certification, I actually considered doing that while I was in, um, it was actually uh, Gili Air in Lombok, uh, Indonesia. Uh-huh. Which I, you know, I still think back to that moment where I had the opportunity. I don't like to say I have any regrets in life because there's going to be another opportunity that presents itself. But really, I mean, teaching yoga and scuba diving combo. I mean, I could seriously be like racking in the dough. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. I some money. Yeah. They should have been paying you for that. Oh yeah, totally. They were. They were. I mean, I didn't do it. I did not do scuba ah, diving, but. Sure. Um, I've never they been scuba paid. diving, unfortunately. It's awesome. Oh my gosh, you'd love it. So yeah, you could be a scuba dive instructor. What else could you do? I mean, there's so many things that you could do. You could work out a hostel. I mean, you That's can. True. I mean, there was another traveler that I met who's also a yoga instructor that I met on Gilly Air, and she had been doing this for like four years. She was on like a long-term like traveling, teaching yoga thing, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, like I just got this job at a, as a manager in Thailand, you know, at a high-end resort, and saved up, you know, like six grand, you know, and then I went to like California and clipped weed and saved up another, you know. If for three months, saved up another like six grand or whatever, That's and then smart. she just gets back on it, gets back on the traveling, you know? I'm like, sure, it's so sure. cool, so fun. It's really a fun way to live life, and you know, if you're able to just like be free, I mean, I think it takes a few months to get into that group uh-huh. I will say well that's I mean that's one of the main reasons I'm back in Austin this is my home base my photography business is here mm-hmm. I'm getting more clients mm-hmm. every day slowly but surely that's awesome <laughs> so I need to save up enough but then at the same time like it's really expensive to live in Austin it is you can get a studio apartment for 1500 a month yeah so that's mm-hmm. gonna cut into my savings absolutely but, um, yeah I mean, but you can make it's, more. Sure. You can make more and then you Absolutely. can just get back out there. Mm-hmm. And it is a nice little resting in between traveling. You know, you come Definitely. back to your roots. I mean, for me at least, some people actually don't need that. You know, you meet so many travelers that have just been going for years. I'm like, man. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? <laughs> how do you do it? Yeah. I'm just like, I mean, I love it. I mean, I love traveling and I love feeling free. It's like my favorite thing in the world, but I definitely need like my resting time sure. at home base. There's a book you should read. It's called 10 Years in Nomad. Damn. By uh, Matt Kepnes. 
he goes by Nomadic Matt. He was, so he was the owner of the hostel where I was volunteering. Wow. So I got to meet him. He's he's an all right guy. <laughs> a little arrogant, but um, okay, okay. but yeah, his book was was really interesting. That it's is a interesting. New release. Yeah, I'd be interested to read that for sure. You should. I mean, it's just this. It's like you know. I think another part of coming home is you're used to having these magical moments, like every moment of the day when you're traveling. Exactly. And then that's, you get and you see it. these like you have just like such incredible experiences, and you see the world from a new light, and you mm-hmm. you really understand what is important, what's not, and you're in the poverty, especially when you're sure. in you know, third world sure. countries and whatnot. And then you come back here, and it's just like. <laughs> it's like uh I feel cut off from yeah, everything. Cut off from it's, the product you know, from the like the beauty. It's just uh-huh. kinda like what is like what is this? Sure. <laughs> You hit the nail on the head with that one, yeah. Yeah, it's like you know, it's every like you day feel... you're getting up doing something new and exciting mm-hmm. and then you come back and then you're just like in your little bubble again. Well, it's just like, it's just that you're like under, living it's in like a, a box. living in a box. It's like all this suppression <laughs> and all this like anger and like mm-hmm. people just like on their phones going the next thing, going to work. And I'm like, like, wait, like, wait, what, what are you doing? There's more to life. Than <laughs> yeah, you're like, not just supposed to wake up every day, get, go to get stuck in traffic. Yeah, exactly. Go to your job, come back, do it all over again. Totally. It's, it's definitely an interesting, it's a very, I've never been good at the nine like to the, five thing. I just can't do it. You know, I will I, say I like it's this. It's like hell I, for me. Hell, yeah, for sure. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I totally understand, like, the routine and everything. I'm, I do like routine, so I do I do like 9 to 5. I like sure. 9 to 5. I like 9 to 5, but, you it know, has after a few years or however long, are. I want to go out again. You know what sure. I mean? I want to go out for months at a time. Oh, absolutely. And it, and, it took, and it takes you a while. I don't believe, like, a two-week trip is ever going to get you to, like, a free place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You need to leave for, like... A month to however long you want to go. I mean, really, three months will do it, and you'll get your fix, and you can come back. But like, you know, it takes like a month, even longer, maybe. At like least two. I remember feeling like two months into my trip, like, okay, now I'm not worried about scheduling and like all, you know, all these things. Like now I'm like able to just like wake up and just be like, all right, what am I doing today? You know, mm-hmm. and just like just, go with the flow, be spontaneous. Yeah, especially I love for, that part of travel. Yeah, the long term, maybe even six months in, seven months in. That's when you can even go longer. You know, like maybe and then you get more comfortable of just doing it and it just becomes your lifestyle but coming back home on the airport when I go to third world countries I'm always just like it's just so constrained and so tense uh-huh. and America especially and ever it just it's just so much aggression and so much like um, consumerism and sure. just feeling so suppressed Absolutely. and so stuck Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love America. I don't mean to be talking shit on America. I'm definitely not one of those people and I and I do love living here in Austin. It's a great city. It's one of it the fastest is. growing cities in the whole country. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's, yeah. It's, it's, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, I'm like... I know. plan on traveling to Indonesia next year. And, well, I mean, if Donald Trump wins the re-election, I'm definitely leaving. Just forget yeah. about it. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, totally. So that will be one of my... Uh, main deciding factors oh wow <laughs> that's so funny we'll see what happens yeah i'm uh a little bit scared actually yeah. have you seen the the great hack no. on netflix no i haven't the great hack okay yeah all right i'll look it's it up about oh, what's the name of that company it got shut down it was uh i can't i can never remember analytica something analytica I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, I'm really out of the loop with Netflix right now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Cambridge Analytica, yeah. So they basically swayed the election in Donald Trump's favor. Oh, this is political and, you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, I am not the person to be talking to okay. about this. I definitely Same am like... Same <laughs> here. I usually tune out from tune out of anything political. but Yeah, I kind of just do the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. But yeah, well... well I don't want to end it on that note. <laughs> so anyways, to end it, I mean, how much time do we have here? Uh, so far, 40, we've been going about 40 minutes. Okay. Well, it's up to you if you want to bring up another topic or... Let's see. Uh, where, where do you think you'll travel to next? You know, I've never been to Europe. Uh-huh. I've never been to Europe, and I'd really like to go to the countries that I am. So I'd really like to go to Poland because I have a lot of Polish in me. I'd love to go to Ireland. I would love to go to Germany. I'd love to go to Hungary. I'd love My to... ancestry is from Germany. Really? So I would love to visit Germany. Yeah. And possibly just take the, the interrail all the way through Europe. Apparently mm-hmm. that's a, it's a very cheap way to do it. And you can just stop different places along the way. 
Yes, so definitely on my list, which is funny because people usually start with Europe, but I just was so drawn to like the rule, you know, I wanted like the culture. And now I'm interested in, you know, the castles and all the, you know, and the uh-huh. green Ireland. I just, Ireland has always been this like fantasy place. I've always wanted to go to Ireland and, yeah. and I really want to go to Ecuador just because my best friend sure. Giselle, I know you're going to listen to this. She's grew up in Ecuador and she goes back once a year. So that's definitely. What's your last name? Hendrix, but that's oh, her ex-husband's name. So it's not, obviously it's not Ecuadorian, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I, I'd love, cool. I really, Ecuador probably, Ecuador. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd love to share advice and places to visit there. I was, mm-hmm. It's a very small country, but there's a lot to do. You got the rainforest, the big city, coast, everything. Yeah. Mountains. Jungle. Mm-hmm, jungle. I, jungle's my favorite kind of environment, I realized. I love being in the jungle. Over beach, Well, you'll love Peru, then. You should go to Iquitos. I will, eventually. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you can say the next place you, you're going to Indonesia. Oh, ne- yeah, Indonesia next. I plan on backpacking through Southeast Asia for about a year. Oh, you're going to love it. Oh, you're going to love it. It's so fun. I've been uh-huh. twice. Like, I went back. I mean, there's a million other places I could go in the world, but I ended up going back to Southeast Asia because it's so fun. It's so sure. easy. The food is so good. The spa treatments. Oh, my God, the spa treatments. Getting massages, like, literally every week. Like doubling up. Amazing. I would, I would do yeah, like would ninety minute deep. I would do like ninety minute deep tissue, and I'd do like hour foot massage, like in a row. And I, would, <laughs> I would just like veg out. I'd do it at like twelve, like one a.m. Like I'd just, yeah, I'd just like or I'd wake up my day and start with so that. So you were perpetually relaxed. Yes, I was very relaxed. I mean, all of the trains you go on, you know mm. what I mean. And you're carrying your backpack around. Sure. And whatnot, like so necessary. I should have gotten more massages when I was traveling. Do they have a lot of, is there a lot of massage in South America? Yeah. Affordable? Certain places, like uh, parts of Patagonia, Ecuador. Uh, there's a place called, uh, in Banos, Ecuador, which you should definitely go to. Okay. That's the adventure capital. There's so much to do around there. Okay. Massages and hot springs. Oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what mm-hmm. I love. Yes, Ecuador. Ecuador, yep. You'll be my person. Yeah. That I get advice from. For sure. <laughs> and I've written blog posts, too. Okay. Uh, awesome. It's been great uh, talking to you. Yes, same, and, likewise. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Do you have uh, Instagram, Facebook, yes. website? Yeah, so Instagram is Kelsey Cosmos Yoga, and it Cosmos is with a K. And then my website is just Kelsey Cosmala at... Um, Gosh.com. Yeah, just KelseyCosmala.com. And I have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you can wanna, throw your email in there too if you, you want to reach out to me. You can reach um, out to me on my website. And I have those elephant photos on there. And yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Email is KelseyCosmala89 at Gmail. And yeah, check Facebook her out. is Kelsey Cosmala. Just Kelsey Cosmala, you'll find me. <laughs> check her out on social media. It's uh, I've, I've been enjoying following her travel. She's very inspiring. And. Uh, uh, it's been great talking to you. Yeah, same. Thanks so much. Thank you. This has been uh, Digital Nomad Ventures. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to be doing another episode with uh, another guest tomorrow. So stay tuned. Thanks. Bye.